Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to The Sports Cap with Thomas III and Dylan. Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Sports Cap. I'm Thomas III. And I'm Dylan. And you're listening to Talk Jive Radio. So what what we got on the uh, on the menu today? Because man, I've been watching a lot of preseason NFL football. Man, yep. you been catching any of that? Yes, I have. And um, just a little bit. Speaking of NFL preseason football, more notably off the field stuff. What's up with these Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Zeke Elliott on the holdout. Now I'm seeing that Dak Prescott has turned down a thirty million dollar a year deal in a seat because <laughs> he's after forty mil a year. Yeah, apparently he. Um... He thinks he's a little better than what he is, in my opinion. I'm saying. I mean, I don't, I don't know. $30 million, that, that's way too much to pay for Dak. The, uh, the Cowboys might have actually dodged a bullet by not by him not accepting that. Right. For real, I mean, dude. I just I, – I, I really don't understand it, man. And, and, like, and what's crazy is the Cowboys have a history of overpaying people. And I just don't know why it's a big deal – you know, for them to pay for them to pay Zeke, who's I mean, easily the you know one of the top two or three best running backs in the league for sure, absolutely. But All I mean, right. we've seen this we've seen this with the Cowboys with Emmitt Smith back in the day. You know what I mean? And he missed the first couple of games and ended up having a pretty good season. Oh yeah, for sure, man. So I mean, and it's one of them things too. Like I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that Zeke is obviously the better player as far as you know at that running back position, but. This is more – it's kind of turned into more of a quarterback and receiver league. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying Zeke's a dime a dozen, but running backs are starting to kind of become, you know what I mean, a dime a dozen, so to speak. The well, way and it's been, it's been like that for a while. Right. But whenever you have a team like the Rams, you know what I mean, doing what they've done, mm-hmm. uh, paying, their, paying their running back the way they have, like, you know, he wants that kind of money. And I, I think, you know – the problem is that he's still got two years left on his deal. So if he sits out, it's not even going to help him any. Right, right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, That's a good point. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Like, it, it's pretty crazy, man. Um, just trying to just trying to figure out what's going to actually happen. Yeah, for with sure, these guys, man. Because like, you know. The Cowboys, of course, all their fans believe they're Super Bowl contenders every year, but the Cowboys actually believe that they're Super Bowl contenders this year. Right. And, you know, you're not going to go out there and win a Super Bowl without your best player on the field. Right. So they're going to have to come to terms with something. You know what I mean? So I really really don't know what's going to happen with that, man. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see because, uh, you know, like I said, Jerry has a history of taking care of people. He pays he pays the people. Yes, he does. I mean, I mean, hell, they might even have something already done that they're just going to wait until training camp and everything's over with and bring Zeke in after that. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. I mean, you're really not going to get anything positive out of him playing in the preseason. That's true. That's true. I mean, you already know what you got with him. All you're going to do is put extra hits on him, put – you know, more work on his legs and all that kind of stuff, you know. And like you said, with with running backs, the problem is they don't have very long, man. Right, and right. It, it seems like they may they may need to re, uh, maybe renegotiate that rookie scale mm-hmm. for the contracts because, you know, running backs, 
they, I think they, I think they need to be able to go negotiate a deal after two years. Because I think you kind of know what you got with a running back after two years, rather than waiting a full like four or whatever it is. So I mean, because that's what the the rookie contracts are they're four, aren't they? Yes, yes, it is absolutely. Yeah, and so you know he's still got two more years left, and and from what I've heard is that if he sits out the season, that year doesn't even come off the contract. He still has two years on that contract. Ah, okay. so it's not getting him any. It's not going to get him any closer to free agency. Right, but. You know, it's just going to be – just see what happens, I guess. I'm telling you, man. And then I was going to bring this up, Thomas, before we actually – we're still talking NFL, we're still talking preseason, but before we start kind of talking about and, you know, assessing what we've seen as far as, you know, play on the field goes, another kind yeah. of off-the-field issue I want to get your thoughts on real quick, and you may know where I'm headed with this. What about – what's up with the Antonio Brown and this helmet deal? <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Man, I, you know, I think that Antonio Brown is having some uh, <laughs> mental health issues, man, for real. Yeah, like, he's I think a strange that, dude. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, I've heard this theory floated around before, and I'm and I'm buying into it a lot more now, mm-hmm. that he's had uh, mental health issues for a long time, maybe bipolar or something like that. But um, being, a, being a wide receiver, you know, being a diva, that kind of stuff, it, it was – maybe harder for people to see or easier for them to kind of dismiss. Right. Um, some of these warning signs, you know, because to me, I mean, he does some crazy stuff that, you know, normal people ain't doing. It's, it's like, I don't know. I mean, why would you be willing to sit out and not make $30 million this year? I guess because you, helmet? I guess if you have that much money, you can do that. But I mean, I know he's just trying to make a point and like, but personally, man, it's not that I agree with Antonio Brown that he should be able to wear whatever helmet he wants. I don't, I especially don't agree that he should not play football if he can't wear his helmet. But, to, I mean, just to kind of play devil's advocate to his point, these guys, they know what they signed up for, and they make millions of dollars in, like, these helmets that I understand that they're, you know, older and everything, the design and everything. But why – I don't understand how the NFL can tell somebody – I get it if it's one of them old leather helmets without a face mask, but if it's something from the past 15, 20 years, I don't know. I guess you get into legalities and all kinds of safety stuff, right? Is that what? Yeah, I think I think it's probably, um, you know, with the with the NFL going through the CTE stuff and all that, it's mm-hmm. probably it's probably just reaction to that, saying, hey, we're going to regulate all everything that you wear. But at the same time, I can, I can see this in the same light as, you know, the NFL not allowing you to wear your own uh, whatever kind of cleats that you want to wear. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that that's overstepping. That's them, you know, saying, oh, no, we have a contract with this, with so-and-so. You're sitting here looking at NBA players. They get to wear whatever the hell shoes they want. You yep. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, you, you're almost taking a source of revenue away from them because they're not able to get those kind of contracts. You know what I mean? Right. And, I think that's you know that's that's kind of on the track that he's on. Yeah. Like don't don't tell me what I can and can't use if it's not giving me some sort of advantage. Then why would you care? Right. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I've also I've also heard kind of the uh, the idea thrown around that that the face mask is different and may you know he may not be used to the you know the bar where it's at in, in the in his peripheral vision. Right, yeah, I think that's kind of you know the I mean? whole premise of his, you know what I mean, like I can't see as good, you know. 
And I understand yeah. that, like being a receiver, but surely they, the NFL has to have a newer helmet that you can see just as good, if not better, out of. Yeah, yeah it seems like it, but I don't also, know. You know, it's all about swagger and stuff with those guys, too. Depending on your position in the NFL, I understand they wear different helmets and different style face masks. So, you know, it's yeah. one of those deals. But uh, I heard Aaron yeah, Rodgers and Tom Brady wasn't, you know, uh, excited about the rule change either because you think about it, Aaron Rodgers still wears that old just classic uh, football helmet like Steve Young and Troy Aikman were wearing back in the day, the same type of shell and face mask. But I guess he's going to have to get an updated look too as, long, as well as Tom Brady. So that will be interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know if there's if there's other guys that are willing to jump on that and you know take one for the team with it with the rest of those guys. Then uh, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, so, it'll it'll be interesting to see know. how that unfolds, man. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. So we've seen a couple of uh, a couple of OU quarterbacks get get some starts. Um, we saw Kyler Murray look really good in his debut. Yes, he did. Um, you know, one one bad route was basically his the only blemish on his uh, on his day. Right. And you know, well, and and the sack, which I mean, that was kind of unavoidable. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. But Kyler Murray doesn't look like he's out of uh, out of place. He doesn't look like a fish out of water, like we've seen a lot of quarterbacks look. And granted, it's only a, you know one one series in a preseason game against not starters right and that's so what, and know. there's a lot of people a bunch of haters out there they're saying well he's throwing like 10 15 yard passes so don't get too excited but i agree with you he did look completely comfortable it ain't like he looked like a deer in the headlights you know well but, what i liked about it uh what i really liked was his, his escapability right because he's he's still faster than just about everybody else on that field you know what i mean there was mm-hmm. a there was a play where he probably should have been sacked, that he got away from, you know, scrambled out to the outside and threw a nice little dump off, and that's what that's what you need as a as a quarterback. You're not always going to have the the best offensive line to just sit there and give you hours to throw the ball. Right. You're going to have to you're going to have to be able to move. That's that's the thing about it. You know, that's what makes Baker so good too is that scrambling ability. Oh, for you sure. You know, getting getting outside the pocket and and get it downfield, being able to throw on the run. Right, and you know that may be something that that Kyler just watched Baker do and just practiced with him. You know what I mean? Right. You, you can't really underestimate uh, what kind of toll that took. You know what kind of what kind of effect that has on a player to watch an older player that really uh, really knows what they're doing for sure, and man. really really getting out there and getting after it. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know, speaking of the other sooner, Baker Mayfield, he his only one and only drive, he just took the Browns right down the field in kind of two-minute offense fashion. and uh, you know, It really was two-minute offense. Yeah, that's what they were running. It, I don't think it took two minutes. No, it didn't. Uh, the actual series. <laughs> it, and, they look uh, good, though. Well, and what's crazy is, is Odell Beckham and uh, and Landry didn't even touch the field. That's right, man. And I don't and even he think was the still, Callaway kid even played either. That's one of the starting receivers, the slot guy. So Yeah, see, Higgins, <laughs> Higgins is the one that had a pretty good year last year. Yes. He had almost 100 yards and a touchdown. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see these guys come straight from, you know, straight from OU into the league and make an impact like this. And that's what I'm going to be really interested in seeing because I know that um, – I know that Phoenix doesn't have that good of a line. Right. But the good thing about it is, like I said, you know, Kyler can scramble. He can get out outside of the pocket and throw the ball away. And mm-hmm. um, he knows how to slide, even though we did have one uh, announcer 
asking if uh, somebody that got drafted into baseball in Major League Baseball knew how to slide. Oh, my god! Which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah, it's stupid. But <laughs> Anybody knows how to slide, it's Kyler, man. But, yeah, uh, I, I heard an interesting point kind of get brought up talking about Kyler Murray, you know, the other day. And um, I think this is really premature at this point. But they were saying, you know, at what point does Kyler Murray start entering the conversation as being one of – possibly one of the best athletes of all time and if you really think about it the dude won three state championships in high school probably the arguably the most decorated high school uh texas high school football player ever won three state championships the dude goes to ou wins a heisman he's the first pick overall in the nfl draft and he gets drafted into uh you know the major league baseball and i understand like he didn't actually play like bow and dion he didn't play both sports yeah but do you think that kind of – you think we need to wait five, ten years before we start measuring Kyler Murray up with some of the best athletes of all time to see kind of how he does in the NFL? Well, I mean, Bo Jackson didn't get that long. And nope. he's always going to be mentioned as one of the best athletes, just off of pure potential and what we did see. Right. Now, you know, Kyler Murray, he's probably going to be looked at as one of the greatest college athletes of all time already. Yes. You know what I mean? He's, he's probably up there in the top a top few right well when you win a Heisman that's a huge catapult for that conversation too you know yeah and like I said you know you you get into um the conversation like um Charlie Ward Mm -hmm. you know who won a Heisman trophy and then went and played NBA basketball for 15 years or whatever you know was was a starter for a while and backup point guard you know that kind of stuff is is pretty pretty impressive too you know we have Brian Jordan who started off uh, playing football for the Falcons and ended up playing baseball for uh, for the uh, was the know, Braves. The, uh, yeah, it was the Braves. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it was because he went basically the same way Dion did. Yeah, and so that's uh, yeah, man. I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because you know we looked at people like RG three as one of the best athletes we've ever seen and. He blew his knee out and was never the same. Right, right. Um, you know, we we were looking at some of these guys that come that come out and uh, and really want to. I mean, they make a big impact, but then what's the longevity of it? Right, right. You exactly. know, that's that's the thing that I'm always asking. What? How long are they going to be able to sustain that? And how long before somebody kind of figures you out? Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be interesting. Now, real quick. There was a couple of other things that I wanted to talk to you about. You know, uh, what did you think about the the Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones? Hey, man, he actually didn't look bad out there. He he looked like Eli ten years ago. No, it, it's pretty much exactly what he does. And I mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is about the Giants, but literally they're like in love with your just six foot two or three and over, probably six foot three and over. Uh, yeah. pocket passer. They they all their quarterbacks they've been drafting has all been the same exact type of <laughs> big ugly white dude. Yeah, yeah. So hey man, they got <laughs> they got their big ugly white dude for this year, and uh, we're gonna see. Um, you know, obviously it's still Eli's team. Eli still has the keys to the car, so to speak. But oh, uh, yeah. it looks like they're gonna have a really good, solid you know quarterback to kind of take the reins someday. Do you think Eli's even gonna start a game this year? Hmm. You mean, you mean Daniel Jones? No, Eli. I mean, do you think Eli is going to start a game? Well, see, I figured Eli was going to be the starter, and they were just going to hold Daniel Jones back to learn. Well, but. 
that's what that's what everybody expected. Mm-hmm. But after he came out and had one series and threw that touchdown, <laughs> see, a lot of people speculate that they pulled him out because they didn't want that that quarterback controversy yet. Right. Yeah. Like they didn't want to show too much and like, oh, this guy really is our best bet at starter. Yep. That's and you know what I mean? And and kind of the idea is like either either they pulled him because they didn't want a controversy, which right. is pretty bad. Or else they pulled him because they didn't want to get him hurt, which mm-hmm. also looks pretty bad on Eli because they don't want him hurt before the season starts. So I I thought Eli was gonna retire last year. I don't know why he keeps on coming back. I mean, I, I guess the love for the game or whatever. But he's looked terrible for two years. Yeah, he really has. You can't blame I mean, you know Odell for wanting to get out of there. Yeah, if this is if this is gonna be um, his comeback year, he better he better do it this year because I don't think he's gonna have too many more chances with this young guy behind him because just the way that he threw the ball in that series. I mean, Eli went three and out. Right. You know what I mean? It's like typical kind of Eli. Like Eli just kind of sits around and looks like he doesn't care or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah. Speaking real quick, we can get back into the NFL here in a little bit. But staying on the subject of quarterbacks, have you seen this to where Tate Martell has had got he got beat out at Miami for the starting quarterback job? You know, he's the one that was at. Uh, Ohio State and transferred to Miami because wow. uh, Justin Fields, I think, from Georgia transferred to Ohio State, and that forced him. To, so Tate Martell, yeah. that, I mean, that's crazy, dude. Wow. Yeah, Miami so, just named the other dude. I don't even know his name as the quarterback. <laughs> so he transferred yeah, I, to Miami I, I to throw the clipboard. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw some of the stuff in in practice where he was. I mean, just completely missing wide receivers and just he looked bad. Yeah, I mean, and so it, it looked like it looked like he was going to lose that, you know, lose that spot, and then um, a lot of rumors coming out that he really just transferred to Miami because it's a better party spot. So, hey, could be, man. I mean, I think he was a four star, you know, recruit coming out of high school, so uh, kind of maybe just a little overhyped for whatever reason. Kind of a Caleb Kelly, if you will, that at OU well, kind of the same. It's, it's more see. I think uh, Caleb Kelly is a victim of, of circumstance. Yeah, that, that's true, <laughs> playing, too, to be fair to playing Caleb. For, playing for Mike Stoops for might sure. take, take a little bit out of you. That's true. But I think this guy is more, more of one of those guys with all the talent in the world that just doesn't have to want to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you want to try to give a kid a chance to do something, but if they – you can only help somebody so much yes before they have to they have to help themselves and so you know i think that's kind of kind of where they're at with that kid i mean you know it's we see it a lot we see it with people that uh, i mean i don't know you just see really talented people that just don't seem to want to don't seem to want to try yeah for sure man now there was there was one more good story from the nfl that i wanted to touch on before we move on because i do want to talk a little ou before we go okay but um did you see teddy bridgewater no i did not okay so he's playing playing with the saints now he's a backup quarterback down there he was you know it's been two years since the uh the terrible knee injury where he almost lost his lower leg and all that right well he went 14 of 19 134 yards and touchdowns Wow, I mean, impressive. He, looked, he looked nice. Uh, I was watching the game, just kind of checking it out, and, and it was uh, it looked really good. The Vikings still beat him, mm-hmm. but um, I don't think Drew Brees even played. Uh, Kirk Cousins looked, you know, he looked like Kirk Cousins. He's 
you know, preseason all-star or whatever. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I, you know, I, I've always rooted for Teddy Bridgewater. I liked him whenever he was in college. I liked him whenever he was at, uh, at the Vikings. I thought it was a really tough break the way he went down. And for sure. hopefully he's going to be able to get some playing time. I mean, there's some worse quarterbacks out there than Teddy Bridgewater. So if he's if he's fully healthy, I, I'd be looking for him to maybe be trade bait or uh, find a find a starting spot next year. Oh yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to to see how Teddy you know does how that goes. But um, speaking of another quarterback, uh, another rookie. Did you see Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State? He got a, a a series or two in, and man, he didn't really look that impressive. That was uh, he's playing for the Redskins. Huh? That's right. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. The Redskins are just I, – I, I don't even like talking about them. <laughs> even though they got Samaj P. Ryan, they got AD, but I just that, – that racist organization, I just can't, uh, can't mess with them. I'm with you, man. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, uh, so what else do you want to talk about? You guys are listening. You're tuned in to Talk Jive Radio and listening to the Sports Cap with Thomas Ware the Third and Dylan. And we have about nine minutes left, Thomas. So uh, what else do you want to get into? How about we talk a little bit about some uh, some OU football, man? Okay, that's um, I can we got a, do we that. got a, we got a big season coming up. Um, a lot of stuff going on. One of the biggest things that people are talking about is how good the wide receiver core is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people putting us up there as the best wide receiver core in in the nation. Man, what a gift to Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, huh? <laughs> mm, man, I'm talking like. You know, and we've had some good we've had some good receivers. It's not like it's not like, you know, we just had a bunch of trash, but this we're talking about guys that are way high way more highly recruited than Hollywood Brown who just got drafted. Right. Uh C D Lamb, who's probably one of the favorites for the Blitnikoff this year. Absolutely. And and we got these these like four and five stars just coming in like all over the place. So uh what are you what are you looking for out of these guys? Because I mean, I don't think there's really a whole lot of pressure on these young guys. Right. Because you do have C.D. Lamb out there, and you do have uh, uh, Calcaterra at tight end. You know, you got you got these great running backs. you got, you know, everything else around there. All you have to do is, is catch an open one every once in a while, you know? like Right. Uh, I'm, I, I want to see what. What's going to happen with these guys, man? Because uh, this could either be a really great year, or we could see them stumble out the gates and, and a quarterback controversy and and all of that. Because if Jalen Hurts comes out and loses that first game against against Houston, yep, and OU comes out, offense looks kind of like it's struggling or whatever. They're going to be calling for Spencer Rattler pretty quick. There's no they're, doubt about it. Those OU fans, they're going to be calling for Spencer Rattler. Yeah, and uh, I say he's going to he's going to have four games to be able to to kind of play around with that they could even throw him out there and see how he does and, you know, see if he's ready or not. Because you can always pull him back out and, and you know, let him wait a year and still have another year of uh, eligibility and all that kind of stuff. But For sure. Um, yeah, so it'll be I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to that. Oh yeah, man. That's that. Like, and like, I agree with you 100, percent man. The, the receiving core that OU has this year is just insane, and just like the three freshmen they picked up, the Trey John, the Trey John Bridges, and uh, jo- uh, Jadon Hasselwood, and uh, what's the other kid's name, Theo Wees. Yeah, those guys yeah. are supposed to be crazy. And rumor, rumor is, is that actual Drake Stoops, one of the twins, is uh, making some serious push for uh, starting that slot. So I don't know, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that would 
That would be pretty interesting. I mean, how many how many wide receivers are you thinking they're going to run? If you're, are, are you going to go like a, I mean, what three wide, a tight, and a running back? Yeah, man. I, yeah, <laughs> I, it's dude. They got. They ha, I'm just looking at their roster right now. Just wideouts, and it's just insane. These names that are still here, man. Uh, Nick Basquin's still here. Uh, Mike. We've been J- waiting on. I'm waiting on Matt, uh, Basquin to make uh, some noise forever. Right, Michael Jones. That. He's kind of in the same. Uh, yeah. Then Ad Miller, of course. You know, he he is what he is. Made and, some made some big plays last year. Yep, Lee Morris uh, from the same high school as you know uh, Kyler Murray. Yep. So man, they're they're stacked. And then they picked up that big uh, tight end too, six foot six tight end Austin Stronger. Man, so boy, wow. they got some targets. Well, we all know that the offense should be pretty good. What what is the defense going to do? Because we we already know we we've lost Norwood, trade Norwood for the season, and that's a shame, and, dude. Because I don't know if you've seen pictures of him, but man, yeah. he looked like a little runt a couple years ago. And that dude, he's he's put on some weight. He he's looking good. So that's really he made a shame. some big plays last year. You he know? really he, did. He made some big plays in in long downs and stuff like that. And yeah, it's a it's a shame that he's out for the season. Hope the kid, you know, recovers and is able to make it back next year. But right, I want I got to see something out of the secondary, man. Parnell really Motley do. and uh, what's the other dudes? Uh, Trey Brown and Parnell Motley. We need Trey those Brown, guys to step it up. Parnell Motley. I'm about to see something out of Buki too, man. I'm about to get an interception at least, bro. Absolutely. Like, you, know, you came in as a five star, man. We need some. We need some production, homie. We really Let's do, do man. Yep. And, you know, that whole defense, man, they're all going to have to step up. We're going to see the linebackers play. We're going to see the defense. I'm, I'm really hoping the defensive line is able to get some pressure from all accounts. They're saying Jalen Redmond looks like a beast. Right. And they're, saying, they're saying he looks like a he looks like a, a SEC defensive end. Well, I'd like and to see so, him. I'm like, I'd like to see him play like that, and I need to see something yeah. out of Ronnie Perkins as well because that dude's got beast potential. Yeah, we we've got quite a few quite a few beasts that we uh, that we need to see something out of, and um, yeah, I'm 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 really anxious for this season. I'm uh, that first game is going to be the litmus test for me. Like this, this is almost the the um, measuring stick for what I'm thinking the rest of the season is going to do because for sure I don't see a whole lot of other tough you know tough games until you get to Texas. You know what I mean? You're going to start hitting texas and oklahoma state and houston are the only games that i'm really worried about yeah and i and, i don't think we're, we're we should be very worried about the game at ucla but that could still be a little interesting if you're not you know what i mean if you're not on the top of your game well i mean it's still it's still la yeah and, you know it's still still the rose bowl and all that so exactly looks and that's i'm looking right now at the schedule that's going to be a prime time game at seven seven o'clock kickoff so man don't know. Yep, on Fox, For seven sure. o'clock. So that means I'll be five o'clock in the afternoon over there. Yep, exactly. So crazy, man. It'll be uh, it'll be an interesting season uh, for sure. But like you said, man, that's going to be a huge, huge, huge game at that opener Sunday night versus Houston. So yeah, but yeah, that's going to be a good one, man. It's gonna it's gonna be really interesting because. 
you know, they're, they're gassing OU up. They got them. I think they were – last I checked, they were a 23-point favorite in that game. Oh, my so, goodness. See, that's just that's it's so, just scary. That's, it's just, that's what, yeah, that's what scares me too, man. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I'll never forget, man, that, that year that I went to the season opener is against TCU. I don't know what year that was. And TCU – and this was before TCU was in the Big 12. And, yeah, this uh, is with Danny and Tomlinson, ain't it? Yeah, I think so. And they knocked us off, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Or no – it wasn't with Danny no, Tomlinson. It was they after had him. A, they had a defensive end or a, a defensive lineman that went to the league that was a beast. Yeah, gotcha. And I can't remember what his name is. Yep, but that's just like, man, when you lose them season openers, that's that's just, mm, yeah, that's yeah, the that's toughest tough. for sure. But well, man, uh, Thomas, I think we're getting about to the uh, to the end of our time slot here, man. All right. Well. Uh, that's going to pretty much do it for the sports cat. And uh, thank everybody for joining us. For everybody here at Talk Job, I'm Thomas III. And I'm Dylan. Saying peace.